This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app. Oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Shomler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 614. Welcome in. Today we are talking, of course, all about fantasy football. What happened to my team during week eight? Little spoiler alert, my team won. Uh, my team name is the Single Pringles. And since changing to the Single Pringles, given my relationship status, um, I've won two games in a row. I don't think they're correlated, but it is interesting. My team this week, the Single Pringles, we won 129.4. To 86.18. So my team is single Pringles beat turned down for a Watt, my buddy Steven Monday's team. And uh, before I jump into what happened, how things went down, I got to give you a word from our sponsor today. Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. Prize Picks allows you to make an entry based on player projections. And in 60 seconds, you could enter something like Travis Kelsey more than five catches. Tyreek Hill more than 100 yards receiving, and Justin Fields less than 200 yards passing. And if your picks are right, you can win money. Making picks makes games more engaging, and you could turn something like $5 into $50. Prize Picks offers quick and easy deposits. You can even use Apple Pay. And they have weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. For example, there's a weekly event called Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So put your skills to the test in daily fantasy. Go to prizepicks.com/clns and use code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/clns code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. All right, uh, this week I put my quarterback, Deshaun Watson, on the bench. He sat down. Uh, he didn't even play last week, so it didn't really matter. But uh, my starting quarterback was Derek Carr, which turned out to be a very nice little thing for me. Again, my team won 129 to 86, and uh, Derek Carr, my quarterback, had 18.3 points. He was 19 for 27 passing. Had 310 yards, two touchdowns. He did have a fumble. But uh, all things considered, my quarterback, Derek Carr, hey, he's never going to be the highest scoring fantasy quarterback ever, I don't think. But I think he'll get me 15 to 20 points every week and be very solid. And that's all I need him to be. I've got a pretty decent team. I just need my quarterback to not give me negative points like Deshaun Watson did that one time. Or simply play. Hey, Deshaun Watson, are you going to play this week? No idea. He, he doesn't want to, appears to not want to play. So I'm just happy. Derek Carr um, kind of fell into my lap. I, I, I don't really have high hopes for him. He's just, he's very solid. He's week in and week out. If he brings me 15 to 20 points, I'm going to be very happy with that. So far, that's all he's done. And uh, for a guy I picked up in free agency, I'll take it. That's not bad. Now, Stevens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, had 11.98 points. He was 18 for, 29, for 27 passing at 157 yards one touchdown, five carries for 17 yards. Uh, so Derek Carr had more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson this week. I won 18 to around 11, roughly 12, actually. And I'll take that. That's awesome. Jameer Gibbs, my running back, was the highest scoring running back in all of fantasy football this week. Jameer Gibbs had 29.9 points, 26 carries for 152 yards, one touchdown, 
five catches for 37 yards. There we go. I have been waiting all year for Jameer Gibbs to finally do something good. And you know what? Right as he gets a shot as the leading running back in Detroit, he kills it. And uh, I think I was happy as a fantasy owner. I would also imagine that Detroit Lions fans breathe the sigh of relief like, oh, okay, whew. He's good. He can play. We drafted this guy in the first round, and you know what? Jameer Gibbs looked really, really good. Fast, had a long 27-yard touchdown, was catching passes out of the backfield. Again, Jameer Gibbs had nearly 30 points at running back. Uh, the uh, running back number one for my opponent, Stephen Monday, he had 4.6 points. That's Deontay Foreman, the running back in Chicago. They lost on Sunday Night Football. Foreman had nine carries for 34 yards, also a catch for two yards. So, my running back situation paid off big time for me this week. Isaiah Pacheco, my number two running back, was very uh, minimally included in the game plan against Denver. He had 6.7 points on eight carries for 40 yards. He also had three catches from negative three yards. So not great there, although uh, Isaiah Pacheco got me more points than Latavius Murray got my opponent. Latavius Murray, the running back number two for Steven Brought in 2.1 points. He had five carries for seven yards and a catch for four yards. I'll take that. Again, not the best day for Isaiah Pacheco. He's had much better days at running back, but he did enough for me to win the running back matchup. I'll take that. Calvin Ridley, my number one receiver, had six catches for 83 yards. He brought in 14.3 points. You love to see that. That's awesome. Uh, Tyreek Hill was the receiver I was going up against, and Tyreek Hill had 25.2 points. I'm not going to lie to you. As far as Tyreek Hill goes, that's not bad. He had eight catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. I feel like things could have been much worse. He's he's had weeks where he scored like 50 points. So for him to only have one touchdown, eight catches, 100 yards, I'll take that. That's not bad. And as far as Tyreek Hill goes, if you're going to play against Tyreek Hill, I'll take that week. Only 25 points. I know that's a lot of points for most players, but knowing what Tyreek Hill is capable of, I'm very glad he only scored 25 points this week. Nico Collins, my number two receiver, uh, didn't do much. He had four catches for 30 yards. He brought in 14. Sorry, he brought in only seven points on the day. Seven points for Nico Collins, the number one receiver in Houston. And uh, Devontae Smith, the number two running back for Steven, brought in 22.9 points on seven catches for 99 yards and a touchdown. So basically across the board, I got outscored at receiver. But again, it's all okay. One at quarterback, one at running back. At tight end, I also won by a lot. My tight end, Dalton Kincaid, had five catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. Dalton Kincaid brought in 17.5 points. The opponent tight end, Darren Waller, only brought in 1.4 points. He had one catch for four yards. Yes, I'll take it. By the way, did you see what happened to the Giants this week? They lost a game. Really, they almost won a game, and they had negative yards passing on Sunday. It was horrifying. I can't believe that. Um, the Giants are a <laughs> weird, messy football team. Uh, Kareem Hunt, my flex player, brought in 13.7 points. He had 14 carries for 55 yards, a touchdown, plus a catch for 12 yards. So a touchdown run and a catch for 12 yards. Odell Beckham Jr., the flex player for my opponent, a guy who used to be on my team who I knew was not doing anything, and I dropped because he was terrible. Uh, the flex for Steven this week, Odell Beckham Jr. brought in a big fat zero, zero points, no catches on four targets. This makes me feel really good because I had OBJ to start the year. He was doing nothing. I dropped him and he's still doing nothing. At least I got rid of him. At least he's not on my team anymore. Could be worse. My kicker, Brandon McManus, was the highest scoring kicker of the week. He had four field goals. 
Uh, he scored 16 points on that day. Brandon McManus. Wow. Two field goals over 50 yards. My opponent's kicker, Josh Myers, had six points. Not bad for a kicker, but six points. Um, made one field goal and had three extra points. I, I find this really cool. I, I, my The only kind of thing I did maybe that wasn't great this week, I started the Cleveland Browns defense who had six points. They had two interceptions, but they allowed 24 points, had a sack and a forced fumble. The Browns defense had six points on the day. My opponent's defense had 12 points. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense, they had an interception. They allowed 20 points, had three sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. I made a misstep here because I had the Dallas defense on my bench. They scored 15 points and were... I believe the highest scoring defense in football. Let's double check that. The highest scoring defense this past week was the Denver Broncos with 18 points. So I had 15. I was close to the second highest scoring defense in football, and I left them on my bench. So I could have scored even more points, but I won. So it's all good. I'm happy. Another little error here. Uh, George Kittle was on my bench. He had 23.9 points. Nine catches for 149 yards. So even though my tight end, Dalton Kincaid, did very well with 17 points, I could have scored a little bit more if I'd started George Kittle instead. All in all, though, feeling pretty good. The single Pringles, that new name is working. We're doing good. We're back to four and four. I believe right now, let's check the standings. I believe right now I am I am ninth in the standings. So four and four. Not bad. I'm one game out of the playoffs, basically, which is pretty awesome. In first place right now in the standings, you've got 24-7 ass ETN season. They are 6-2. and two. My friend Logan's team, Alvin and Chipbucks, they're also 6-2. and two. He's in second. In third, you've got Ayahuasca won't fix that. My buddy Sam Colburn, he's 6-2. and two. In fourth, you've got, so that's third, Sam Colburn. In fourth, Jackson's Prison TikTok, who's 5-3, and three, or is in fourth. Uh, fifth, Bustin' on Cousins, they're 5-3. and three. Then you got the four and four teams. You got in sixth place. How'd that get up there? Jake's team at four and four. Just horrible, man. It's Jacob's team. They're four and four. Starmore is a new hope. They're four and four. The single Pringles, baby. We're in ninth place. We're close. We're one game out of the playoff appearance. That is all I hope to make. If I make the playoffs and I lose horribly, I'll be happy. I just want to make a playoff game in my first ever season doing fantasy football. Intent, you've got the rise of the Florida man. They're four and four. X giving it to you again is four and four. They're 11th. In 12th, they got touchdown Jesus at 3 and 5. In 13th, turned down for Watt at 3 and 5. In 14th, Children of Analytics, Carter's team at 3 and 5. 15th is the Jordan Rules at 2 and 6. And uh, no effing way is Phoenix's team. They are 1 and 7. His team is, listen to this, they've scored 673 points and they have 891 points against, which isn't even the highest point total. Like, turned down for Watt's had more points scored against them. But I would imagine they are near the bottom of points scored. Yeah, they are. Uh, he is the absolute lowest scoring team for points for in the entire league with 673. He's not giving up a ton of points. So people aren't scoring crazy amounts against him. He just can't get points every week. Let's look at his team. I feel so bad for Phoenix, man. He's got Tua, Brees Hall, um, Justice Hill at running back, Ugh, Cooper Cup, who's been injured a lot. DeAndre Hopkins, who's been injured and not great, who had a great game finally this week. Hunter Henry, Amari Cooper, Graham Gano, the Vikings defense. Like, not a terrible team, but it's certainly not going great for my boy, Phoenix. I'm so sorry for you, my man. Um, this upcoming week, week nine, I play 24-7 as ETN season. They are the number one team in the league. So I'm in trouble. You got Bryce Young at quarterback. Um... 
Jamal Williams at running back, uh, James Cook at running back. He's also got Adam Thielen, who scores a lot of points. Uh, Keenan Allen, David Njoku at tight end, Jaden Reed at flex. Evan McPherson, the kicker out of Cincinnati, plus the Chiefs defense. He's a pretty good team across the board. And uh, on my bench this week, Jameer Gibbs, Calvin Ridley, and George Kittle. I don't love that. That's not great. Three of my highest scoring players are not going to be playing this week. I do have the Cowboys defense, but they're playing against Philadelphia. So I'm going to start the Browns defense against Arizona and what might be a rookie quarterback, Clayton Toon. I'll take that all day. I would rather not start the Dallas Cowboys defense against Philadelphia. His team, Kansas City's defense, is playing against Miami. There's a good chance his defense is going to get lit up. I love that. Um, his quarterback, Bryce Young, is playing against the Colts. I don't know. I feel like I got a pretty favorable favorable matchup here. I'm given a 47% chance to I'm given a 47% chance right now to win this matchup. I don't know why I'm not the favorite to win. Honestly, I, I don't really love that. You know, my my quarterback's playing the Chicago Bears. They're horrible. They've got a backup quarterback. Uh, my running back, uh, Nico Collins, is playing against my receiver, Nico Collins, playing against Tampa. I do have Khalil Shakur receiver because I didn't have another receiver to start this week. That's not great. I don't love that, but I, and also, I had to drop Brandon McManus, my kicker, to pick up Cameron Dicker, the Chargers kicker, because there was just nothing available. So I don't I don't have really any of that. However, I will say, I think all things considered, I got a really good chance to win for the third week in a row. And if I can beat this guy 24-7 ass ETN season, I would be beating the number one team right now in the league. I'd be 5-4, and four, a winning record again. Let's go. And I would be probably, most likely, in a spot to make the playoffs. So... Um, hey, having a resurgence in the second half of fantasy football for sure. Although, again, I'm going to really miss having Jameer Gibbs, Calvin Ridley, and George Kittle this week. I don't know if I would have played George Kittle anyway. I really like um, Dalton Kincaid. They're playing Cincinnati. I feel good about him. I actually got I, – I thought about trading away George Kittle. Haven't made the move yet. I'm, I'm waiting for a great offer. If you got to – here's the thing about trading in fantasy football. Everyone sends you a trade where they win. How about you send me a trade where we both win? You get a good tight end. I get a good receiver. That sounds good to me. I'm not going to give a trade. Like, people were giving me nothing. Like, garbage. Someone offered me Jackson Smith and Jigba for George Kittle. I'm like, get the heck out of here. No way. Dude, no way. What has Jackson Smith and Jigba scored all year this year? Let's check that. I'm really curious. He's done nothing as far as I can tell. He is playing on, let's see. I got This is going to be a lot of just clicking around, I think, to find what I'm looking for. He plays on Phoenix's team. Let's just check last week because it's a lot of work to really go through and find every single score every single week. Jackson Smith and Jigba last week scored. Oh, that's week nine. Dang it. Come on, man. This is so messed up. Last week, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Here's what he did. He scored a whopping 12 points. Okay, not bad. Not terrible. Let's see. Can we see the scores he's had all year? He has scored... Four points, eight points, two points, three points, eight points, 16 points, and 12 points. He's done basically nothing all year. I might as well have George Kittle at that point. I'm not giving you George Kittle for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Get out of here. That's ridiculous. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Is that a potentially a good trade? Like maybe he's trending up as he gets more reps and Seattle gets better. Is that possible? Is maybe Would maybe trading for JSN be a move that is me getting ahead of the curve? I got a good tight end already. Here's the thing. Here's what I really don't want to do. If Dalton Kincaid, my tight end, gets hurt, and then I got to go to like scraps as my backup receiver, I think I can get through one more week of players being benched, you know, because they're on a bye week. So I don't think I need to trade 
George Kittle for Jackson Smith and Jigba. But uh, it'll be interesting. Like, watching two weeks, I'll have like 40 points, and I'll be like, oh, I should have. That guy had three touchdowns. He's a rookie. He's finally breaking out. Maybe, maybe. I do definitely, I, I've learned from fantasy this year, you would rather have a rookie at the end of the year. Like, um, Jameer Gibbs is finally heating up. I love that. I think he's going to have a good rest of the year. But you don't really want a rookie to be your starter week one through six or seven. By week eight, they're settled in. They're doing good stuff. Maybe maybe Jackson Smith and Jigbez at the beginning of something. I don't know. Let me know. Should I trade George Kittle for Jackson Smith and Jigba? I just, again, I feel giving up George Kittle, who's a really good tight end, compromising myself in case I have an injury at tight end. There's not a lot of good tight ends. I've got two of them. Also, if I get rid of George Kittle, I'm giving someone else in the league a good player, helping their, their success. So, I don't know. I'm torn. I don't think I really need a receiver. What I really need probably is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. But again, he gets me 15 to 20 points a week. I'm happy. I'll take it. Um, the only thing left worth talking about, I think, today is I want to give a shout out to what is the play? CeeDee Lamb, who in week eight, week eight, CeeDee Lamb scored 41 points. He had a carry for 12 yards. He also had 12 catches for 158 yards and two touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb is the highest scoring receiver in fantasy football last week. He was amazing. So was DeAndre Hopkins actually had 34.8 points, three touchdowns on four catches for 128 yards, catching bombs from Will Levis. It was really fun to watch. Um, you know what, guys? I I really like doing this. I think what's going to happen, um, I will talk about this more when I know more. I got offered a job today. And if I take said job, then I'm going to be doing only one episode of Strong Opinion Sports a week and making it, what's the right word here? Um, I think what's going to happen to this fantasy football show is it's going to become a segment tagged on at the end of the weekly show. So my, my idea for a weekly Strong Opinion Sports episode is to do, you know, a quarter of the show talking about last week, a quarter of the show talking about next week, then doing a long segment answering questions from Patreon at the end, and then at the very end, Tagged on, if you want to listen to it, me talking about my journey doing fantasy football. I actually find that really comforting, that idea of doing a weekly show. It would release midweek, probably on Wednesdays, because I'm a working guy. I do the best I can. Um, but I, I like the idea of actually a weekly show where I talk about last week. I talk about and do some predictions for next week. I answer Patreon questions. We have some fun there. Then we end with a lighthearted fantasy football segment. I think that's a good, well-rounded do like two hours about sports every week. I like that idea. I actually, every podcast I listen to is a weekly podcast. I've never, ever listened to a daily show in my entire life. It's too much. I think that actually could be better for the show, quite honestly. And I, I part of why I came back to Strong Opinion Sports and made it a daily or like three, four times a week show is because I'm like, well, it's my full-time job. I should be making as much content as possible. This job offer would kind of take the tension off. We're like, okay, now I can make content that I love and think is really good, and it's not to pay my bills. It's because I enjoy it. It's kind of a side project, which I think is the right energy for the show, if I'm totally honest. I don't want this angsty guy, I got to pay my bills. I'm stressed. I want to have fun with the show. I want to be relaxed. I want to be able to analyze football the best I can. And uh, the job I got offered today would take the pressure off financially, which would be huge for me. So, um, yeah, if next week, if th this might be the last ever individually posted um, fantasy football episode. Although, you know what I'm realizing I could do? I'll record the show all at once. I'll do again. So, like, if I record Tuesday this week, it would be what happened during week nine? What do I think is going to happen during week 10? 
Patreon questions. And then at the end of that, we would do um, the fantasy football episode. I could always just do a breakout, like the 20-minute segment of fantasy football, make that its own clip. So then people are happy. They get a fantasy football episode that they want. Uh, and they can watch only that if they want. And by putting it at the end, you kind of allow people to skip it if they're not interested in fantasy football. I think all those things I just said are great solutions to this problem. And uh, I'm enjoying covering fantasy, but I, I I don't think it fits. If I'm doing a weekly show, it should be part of the weekly show. It's just a segment we do. I like that idea. So anyway, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Changes, I think, are coming soon. I think I'm going to take this job it's a good one. It's going to be a fun one. I'll be driving all over the island, um, you know, doing stuff that I'm really good at. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Hope you have a great day. I will talk to you very soon. And uh, bum bam, we are done.